What does this election mean to you? It pretty much means everything because my family aren't, like, we're immigrants. Like, my family has a lot of immigrants, and I was born here, but, like, my whole background is in Mexico. You have a lot of stake. <laughs> yeah. Choices and cheeses. Choices and cheeses. Happy almost election day. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> I'm Juanita. And I'm Grecia. And you're listening to Choices and Chismes. Today, we sat down with our producer to get real about what we're feeling right now and reflect on everything we've been through this past and very tumultuous election year. We were also able to talk with some first-time voters and canvassers out in Nevada as well. I always say Nevada wrong, y'all. Nevada, Nevada. So you'll be hearing from them (laughs) about what they're thinking and feeling right, right now. And what November 8th is going to be like for them. What does it mean for them? I mean, I always say it in Spanish, Nevada. Nevada. So I think that's how I okay. <laughs> never get it wrong. Okay, perfect. Well, but you should stick around because we've got some really important Election Day messages about what you should be looking out for at the polls, what your rights are, and what made some people are trying to propagate to scare you away from coming out and making your voice heard. Yo, but first of all... I think you have some news to share with us. I do. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was a special guest with the Latinos Who Lunch podcast this week. And I just listened to the episode. It's so good. Uh, And not just because I'm I'm there, but also because they're great. Um, They give you a shout out, Juanita. Were you able to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, a few things. First of all, you should have told me ahead of time because I found out through social media when they published a little video of you in their studio. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, the interview's happening? Thanks for the invite, y'all. Okay? But my jealousy aside, I think this is great. The episode was awesome. You sound awesome. And I think I need to travel to Las Vegas for a second episode. Or maybe they should come meet us. Yeah, they should totally come meet us. Yeah, I'm so jealous that you guys got to eat tamales. Tamales. Tamales Tamales. for everyone out there. But I do want to (laughs) say... Colombian tamales are much better. So when we make that other episode. Well, you need to prove that theory with side-by-side comparison in the next episode. But yeah, so we talked about everything, a little bit about everything. We talked about Mm -hmm. starting our podcast and doing election stuff and getting out and voting and uh, what what I was doing in Nevada. And yeah, it it was a little bit of everything. They quizzed me on everything that they can think of and of course I had to sprinkle a little chisme at the end so you know everybody should listen to it Uh, um, Babelito they're both really great so it sounded like a lot of fun shout out to them and I can't wait to meet them I'm jealous also because I studied art history so I gotta get together with them can y'all invite me next time for your (laughs) get-togethers god Next time. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to... I feel like we should meet in Vegas, though, because you should come out here. You should... Yeah, we should find an excuse or not an excuse, but we should find the reason as to why you should meet us over here in Vegas. I'm ready. I'm ready, y'all. I I don't know how I'll bring Colombian tamales to Vegas, but I will. (laughs) 
All right, though, let's get into the real stuff for today. Want to listen to these awkward tapes of us pouring our hearts out to our very own producer, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I guess we should share them, right? Yeah. Juanita and I had individual check-ins with Sarah English, our producer, and she gave us a series of questions to make sure that we had a time to reflect and think about what, how are we feeling and... What are we thinking and yeah. what have been some of the highlights and lowlights of the election? So I think the way to think of these, so you guys get what we tried to do, um, is a throwback into the early days of the office and later on Parks and Rec where the camera has individual interviews um, with the characters about what's happening. Um, so I haven't mm -hmm. actually heard what, what Grecia said, what G said about this stuff, but our producer asked us some, some very direct questions, uh, and we're going to hear the first version of what each one of us said uh, right now with you guys. So we have rules okay, that I need you to follow. Okay, um, I will try my very best. This is supposed to be an intimate conversation. Okay. And it's supposed to have that feeling. <laughs> Should we turn off the lights? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. It's Are you just, going to? You can. This is kind of weird. Okay, let's go. Lights? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you asked that so I was serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. So, election day is almost here. Yeah. How are you feeling? This has been a really grueling election season. Oh, that's so hard. I feel like I feel fearful, I feel kind of numb, I feel worried, but hopeful at the same time. So it's like a constant movement back and forth between the two. I just can't imagine that our country would choose, you know, like the craziest, most unpredictable future for our nation. But I guess it's totally possible. I don't know. Um, I'm feeling excited for when it will be over. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you have any big takeaways from the last year? I think if anything, my biggest takeaway is how much more work we still have to do for brown people and black people to be able to come together and be taken or heard as a, a strong part of the country. And so that is to say that there's still a lot of work to be done, even though there's, there's also been a lot of resiliency in our communities, a lot of um, people responding to everything that Trump has said against us, a lot of people who have held Hillary accountable as well as Bernie, which has been wonderful. But there's a way in which in our country no one really hears anyone, and so I wonder what the future looks like for all of us if we're not able to hear each other. I know there are a lot of lows in this election. Mm -hmm. Was there a lowest moment for you? And what did that look like? Ah, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> that is a really hard question. I think seeing black lives literally not mattering <laughs> and seeing the election cycle continuing to move, seeing that we still have to continue moving was really hard for me in the same way that seeing mothers and children crying in front of the Supreme Court when DACA and DAPA failed because Congress decided not to nominate a Supreme Court justice was really hard. Every time that a black person is murdered 
by a policeman without reason every time that I think of those families in the Supreme Court. Those are moments where you have to think, I can't believe that we have to continue, you know, that there's no, there's no stopping. The next day is coming and elections around the corner and so we have to keep on going and we have to try to figure out how to make the best of this. But those were definitely moments where, where it was, it was hard to even tape the podcast, you know? I know you're, um, just personally, your family has also been through a lot this year. Was there a high moment for you personally? Yeah, I mean, personally, in, I think, I can't even remember now, I think it was June or August, my dad was officially given the acceptance by USCIS to stay after more than, I want to say, five years of fighting his deportation procedures and never knowing whether this was going to be the year of him being taken away from us. So for me, the biggest highlight was just being able to give my little brother, uh, who is 13 years old, and my little sister the relief that their family is going to stay together. Yeah. Do you remember the moment where you either received that news or broke that news to your brothers and sisters? Do you remember that feeling, like what happened, where you were, that sort of thing? Yeah, I went with my father to his interview at USCIS. So my father and I were inside of the room and answering the questions. And I I knew that my mom, uh, my little brother and my little sister were outside waiting to hear the news. We took a long time inside of the building, so they had to wait for a long time. And finally, we're coming out of the building, and I see, I think the first person that I see is my little brother, who is coming towards me. And I can see in his face how worried he is, because I'm crying. It wasn't crying, it was sobbing. And he's worried because I can't make out the words to tell him that everything is going to be okay, because I'm overwhelmed with emotion and just tears and he starts asking what happened what happened and I um, and my final finally my dad was able to break the news and said we're here we're staying um, everything will be okay um, and he just hugs me and then my little sister hugs me and my mom is like why are you crying <laughs> you scared us <laughs> and <laughs> I just remember sorry. I just remember wanting to have that hug for my brother and my sister last a, a long time and and for them to capture the idea that they will be safe because from a very young age the idea that their family was going to be together was taken away from them i i really just wanted for them to know that from now on they are safe and and they can they can remember the situation that they have gone through but they don't have to fear it anymore. And I just 
remember I wanted to tell them all those things when I was hugging them and I was unable to say all of that um, mostly because you know I'm I am still hurt that they are permanently scarred by a system that has tried to take their families so I just remember wanting to solve everything at that moment with just one long hug for them to communicate we got you we will we will always fight for you we will always fight to keep you safe imagine that you are face to face with someone who hasn't decided whether they're going to be voting on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say to them? So the name of our podcast is Choices and Chismes, right? And I want to say that it's really important for us to respect people's choices, right? There, every, There's a thousand reasons why people choose not to do or to do something. And so my intention is never to be like, you should do this because of this. But I think... I think more than people should vote, it's you should want to vote. You should feel like it's it's your chance to make your voice heard. If you don't vote, you're not solving anything, right? It's not like people who don't vote get absolved from any bad policy that happens in the future, right? Like, whether you want to or not, this is about you. Any final thoughts, Juanita Monsalve? <laughs> it really feels like this conversation isn't over. Like, even if Hillary is elected or if Trump is elected, there is so much more that we still have to continue to engage with and converse around. I hope that there's a way in which we can all continue to be just as engaged, right? Like, there's a way in which hateful wor- words brought everybody's attention to this, and there's got to be other ways that will get people animated about all of the other issues that our country is facing. So I'm just hopeful, hopeful that we'll get around to it. So if if you could send people off with one message on election day, what would that message be? Participate November 8th and be ready for the fight November 9th. Um, That would be my my message is like, it's a two-step process and we need everyone there November 8th and we will need everyone who was there November 8th and even the people that were missing November 8th for November 9th. Building the future of a nation is not an easy task and it should not rest on one or two people regardless of who the candidate is. We need to build our future together and it will take all of us to make sure that that responsibility is followed through and it takes into account all of our voices. So democracy will happen November 8th, but it really starts November 9th. That was really moving, Um, and I'm so glad that we were here to share moments around um, your father actually being able to stay in this country and continuing to support and and be a part of the the people who are constantly building your family. So that was... That was moving. I'm mad because you surpassed me in moving levels but that was really nice. Inspiration level. No, on, honestly, I, I feel the same way about your, your side of the interview. I feel like <laughs> you had such, you, you surpassed me in super 
smart and thoughtful comment Aww. about the election. Um, in terms, when you were talking about um, Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. how what, some of the the low points on the election, I was like, wow, yeah. that is really incredibly thoughtful commentary. Then, and I wish I had that. Oh, <laughs> uh, get out so of here! I'm, no, I feel proud to be talking to you and making this podcast with you because I think that that interview piece is the perfect example as to how we're both even if we're in two separate rooms we're in the same wavelength and we're also providing the balance of of what we're feeling and how we're thinking about this election and this whole year I couldn't have said it better that's so sweet I feel the exact same way I think that this has been personally extremely productive for me as well just having these conversations with you and being able to think through the so many things and attacks that that we've received this year so I am grateful for the space and time with you as well oh thank you so much <laughs> it's turning into a love fest <laughs> we should just change this I know <laughs> I know name. you know I can't take that I was just like ugh, too much ugh. I can't even hug anyone. Get away from me. But no, no, no. The one thing, I feel like we should have another episode on that later topic that I think you and I both touched on, like how much the community was engaged and like over this past, how long has the campaign been? Mm -hmm. Like a year and a half or something? How do we ensure that everyone is just as engaged once it comes to more boring things like Congress or... Um, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's coming down the line, so. For reals. But, you know, I mean, okay, y'all, yeah, this love fest has got to stop. You've heard so much from us and about how we feel. So we wanted to, to hear from you. And luckily, Grecia and our friend and correspondent, Elise Rojas Cruz, were out in Nevada this week talking to canvassers um, and first-time voters and so I don't know G what do you what do you think is the general feeling or reflection um, among like young voter voters um, whom you've been talking to for the last I don't know year but the last few weeks let's stick to the reflections <laughs> for the last few weeks people are excited they're coming out with their full families uh, I was actually a couple days ago at Cardenas Market, which is a very popular Mexican market here in mm-hmm. uh, Nevada, also an early vote location. And we just heard mostly young people say, I wanted to vote, I wanted to participate, this is my first election. And I don't know, people are just excited to be part of the democratic process. And we're seeing it by the numbers that we are coming out from Nevada, from Florida, from Colorado, from Arizona. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we need to highlight yeah. them because they are yeah. not being dragged to the polls. They're excited to mm-hmm. have the responsibility of forming their nation and deciding the future of their country. So here's uh, some first-time voters, canvassers, and people from Nevada that want you to know how they think about this election. My name is Cesar Perez, and I am a first-time voter. My name is Guadalupe de la Cruz, and I'm from Florida. My name is Julian Barbosa. I'm from Bogota, Colombia, and I came. I became a citizen in 2012. My name is 
Vanessa Urbina. I was born and raised in Colombia and I've been living in the United States for nine years and two years ago I became a citizen. My name's Chaveli Gutierrez. I'm 19 years old. I've been living all my life in Nevada and it's my first time voting. My name is Juan Carlos Caravantes. I'm from uh, Mexico but raised in uh, Homestead, Florida. Uh, I'm undocumented but I am a DACA recipient. My name is Julian Barbosa. I'm from Bogota, Colombia, and I came. I became a citizen in 2012. My name is Diego. I'm a, from Colombia. Uh, my citizenship I had it since seven years ago. This is my first time that I vote here in the United States because I have the right to vote right now. It's so important for me because my family. I, I probably I, my family right now is like seven, eight people here, and probably with me are three people who got the right to vote represent Latin people, represent Colombians. So for me it's very important. Having the power and the voice to be able to be heard during these elections is the greatest thing that can happen. Um, taking my voice into account as well as being able to voice my opinions for other voters that or other members of my community that can't vote. We're so used to being hushed and pushed away that this is the perfect time to come out to vote and show your actual power. It's really important for me to vote in these elections because I know there's many people in our communities that don't have like the privilege. So we really we need to make sure that when we're voting, we're voting for our communities, that people are, are the president and the person that we're electing is voting for the issues that are important to our community. This is the power that we have. I need to make sure that we're exercising that power. To me, what it means to vote is to be able to voice my opinions. I feel it's important because uh, not a lot of people have that privilege to get their voices heard. And it's important to vote in any election, not just this one, because uh, it's, the, it's our future, it's everybody's future, and we as a community should always vote. The subject of immigration has been debated for so much, basically debating whether my family should be separated or not, whether my mom should be deported or my dad should be deported. So this debate, we have been watching it very closely because it does affect our family directly very, very much, and it, it could be a very hard blow to us, uh, especially if you just want to be here to work. I think it's very important, not only to the people that are immigrants, but for the little girls that are growing up here, what would they think if Donald Trump were to win with everything that he's saying about women? What does this election mean to you? It pretty much means everything because my family are, like, we're immigrants. Like, my family has a lot of immigrants, and I was born here, but, like, my whole background is in Mexico. You have a lot of stake. Yeah. What's at risk here is also my DACA. Without it, I will not have a driver's license, I won't have a job, I won't be able to contribute to society. So I feel like that's a big factor that's at risk. And I feel like in this election, I feel very anxious because it, I've never had an election hit so close to home, so close to my family, my friends, my, uh, all my relationships across Florida and even outside of Florida. I never vote before in my life. It's gonna be my first time, and uh, right now is the time to vote. If you're gonna vote, if you're registered to vote, you need to vote on November 8th. I just, I just like want to clap for all of them out there. You know, hearing yeah. all these people <laughs> be so excited it makes me excited for election day. And I just want to hang out with everyone at the polls. Like, they should be like after poll hangouts. And I just like high five everybody as they're coming out and positively <laughs> harass voters. That's what I plan to do.
I'm kind of scratching my head because I'm not sure if that's allowed. What? I don't think so. <laughs> like you harassing or hanging out outside looking for voters to high five. Yeah. Yeah. That, this is my plan. <laughs> Make new friends. <laughs> I guess that's probably not allowed. Everybody will just be like, who is this creepster? I honestly have no idea the legalities of your high five <laughs> strategy. <laughs> but that's a good lead in to our last segment when we're going to quiz each other about a few scenarios that you might find yourself, and by you, I mean you, listener, that still hasn't voted. Uh, leading up to election day, we want to talk about what we would do in each of these situations. And of course, we're being graded. If you remember last time I won our little <laughs> space uh, scenario. Oh, shoot, um, yeah. I'm confident that I will win again, but I will let you start off the questions, Juanita, so I can start with a victory record. Okay, first of all, it's not about <laughs> winners or losers, but that's fine. Everyone. Oh, it's that's not? Fine. Okay. No, fine. We'll keep score. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, you don't scare me, Grecia. I'm here, even though I get things wrong. All right. <laughs> so, first scenario. Someone is standing at the polls looking at you very intensely, and they are letting you know you don't belong here. Mm. Maybe they're wearing a shirt that says something along those lines. Maybe, maybe they actually mm. shout something at you. Essentially, they're just trying to get you to not vote. What should you do? Okay, well, for sure, basic thing, this is illegal. People mm -hmm. cannot intimidate you at the polls. If you find anything like this, you should absolutely call this number. It is a hotline to make sure that they track and respond quickly to any intimidation that you see at the polls. The number is 1-866-R-VOTE, 1-866-O-U-R-V-O-T-E. Write down that number, y'all. This is important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I responded my question correctly. <laughs> what a hater. <laughs> I feel like, do you have this phone number tattooed on you, Grecia? How did you? I feel like there's cheating going on in our production office. I've been passing it to all of our canvassers for so many days. I have it probably ingrained in some form of our subconscious of my subconscious now. Well, but here's my question to you. Okay. Okay. So this is my scenario. Uh, mm -hmm. One of your coworkers tells you, you know, they, they all come with a chisme and then they're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know what? Let mm -hmm. me give you the breaking news chisme that if you <laughs> aren't properly registered, meaning your ID doesn't match your voting registration or some other thing. If you go and try to vote, you will face a huge penalties and fines. What do you do? Well... If you try to vote and you're not properly registered, you can't get fined. You can't get in trouble or you can't get penalized. They'll just, you know, once you get there, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't vote today. You should check your own records and show up at the polls if you can. Yep. Ugh. Okay, well. Uh-uh-uh. Juanita's winning. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think of something really hard. Hold on. Uh <laughs> Fine. Your turn now. Okay, 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 okay. This, I think you could relate to this 
because you are working hard. You're a hard worker. So you're working a 12-hour shift wherever you work. And you think, hey, I just, I won't, like, with that 12-hour shift, I will not have time to vote before the polls close. What will you do? Hmm. In most states, actually, it is mandated law that your boss gives you the time off. Sometimes it's paid time off. Sometimes you have to kind of schedule your lunch hour or uh, the time that you usually take for breaks or whatever. But most of the time, it is law that you have to get time off. So check your state law and see what is required in your state. Or, yeah, just just check check Google. Google it. Google, Google what is what Google is it, it. Uh, the state yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Google does have those answers in this case very good Grecia there's a phrase that the Latinos who lunch team they they say a lot they're like Google it loca <laughs> Google it loca I know it's- yes 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 <laughs> let's go out there and Google it okay my my turn so mm-hmm. your neighbor says that they think ICE could be camping out at the polls. Okay, you see, this is the bad type of chisme that you should not listen to your neighbors for. <laughs> like, this is bad chisme that will ruin our community. You know that you know that <laughs> every single one of us has that one neighbor that they're always like, oh, I oh. saw blah, 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 blah. It's the so worst. You know that your neighbor, one of your neighbors yeah. is going to be like, I'm pretty sure I saw eyes camping yeah. out at the polls. No, yeah, that's your Debbie Downer neighbor. Do not listen to them in this case, y'all. ICE is not camping out at the polls. They are not outside of polling places. You should still, once again, show up at the polling places. Make your voice heard. Speaking of ICE, if you do not vote in this election, this is a really important moment for us to push on how ICE is interacting with our community. So even more so, it is very important that you go. If you're undocumented, you're probably not going to be voting. But right. If you are documented, it was a trick question. Exactly, exactly. Ooh, I almost, I almost moved away from this. But if you are documented, that ICE is not at the polls, anyways. They're not at the polls trying to find out anything about your family. You do not have to share any of that information about any of your family members and their status. So you know, just go out there and make your voice heard, particularly for those members in our families and our communities who are undocumented. Mm-hmm. They need our support right now. Yep. Okay, well, we're tied, so this is the the do or die question. Is it? Uh, it? Your turn, Juanita. Ooh, do or die. (laughs) So I've actually seen this one. You're scrolling through your news feed, through your Twitter, through your Snapchats, whatever, and you see an image that someone published where it says, hey, you don't have to show up at the line, at the polls, those long lines, skip them, stay at home, and vote through SMS. Text in the word of your candidate to this number, and you're done. You're good. You've voted. Is that possible? I wish to some extent that that was true because it would make it so easy for everyone to vote. <laughs> um, but that is not true. And I think I had one time someone that told me when we were doing phone bank, oh, can we vote over the phone? Uh, and I was like, no, you can't vote over the phone. This is no. not American Idol. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you need to show up in person in, you know, live mm-hmm. color, real human to mm-hmm, human mm-hmm. contact. I <laughs> wish technology was safe and secure in a way that 
that is the democracy of the future. But yeah, you can't, this is not The Voice, this is not American Idol, you can't vote through the different social media platforms or your cell phone. So you got to show up in person exactly even whatever you see from social media it's like don't believe everything that you read in social media you have to show up in person there's a lot of rumors that are going around right now a lot of bad cheese may out there and so you know Mm -hmm. we you know exactly Mm -hmm. what to do so don't don't let anyone sway you yep yep okay my final question, I'm going to make it extra hard. Okay, all right. You get to the polls before they close, uh-huh. but because of long lines, the polls close before you're able to cast your vote. Wah, wah. Oh. What do you do? Girl, you stay in that line. You stay what? in that line. Okay, you know why? Because as long as you are already in line, everyone you will be able to cast your vote. You have the right to cast your vote. So stay in that line, take a little break, sit down, shake your legs, but stay there because you will make your vote count. It will be counted in the end, so do not give up. So let's say polls close at 8. Mm-hmm. And you show up and there's a long line and it's 7.59. Can you mm-hmm. still get in that line and vote? At 7.59, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. Once it hits 8 o'clock, uh, all right, well, si if you're not in line. But that will not happen to any of our listeners because they are ready, they are early voting, and they will be there at 8 a.m. instead to vote on election day. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's not y'all, but share it with your friends. Well, that was my extra tricky question, and I think we, we got a tie, Juanita. Next, next quiz. Everybody knows that I win and I will win in the end, but it's okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, well, that's actually all we have for you today. We have to get back to work. Uh, There is just so much we still need to do. Election day is going to be crazy exciting. And even after election Mm -hmm. day, we still have work. But thank you so much for listening, everyone. Either way, I'm so glad I got to spend this time with you, Juanita. It was so great to quiz you and see if I <laughs> could beat you. But alas, you are just as informed as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Next time, we're going to talk to you guys. We're going to be talking about election results, Grecia. <gasps> yeah. Do you want to do the honors on, on our last message? Can we try to do it together? Let's do it. Okay. okay. Ready? Okay. This is our one, one ask. Okay. So let's do it. Okay. Go. <laughs> Are you counting go. down? You gotta go. Get okay. out and vote. Get no, the vote out. No, I missed out. it. Get the vote. Get out the vote, y'all. Okay. Get out the vote. Vota. Por favor, vota. Si. Si, si, si. If you need help in finding your polling place, text we vote w-e-v-o-t-e all together no space to 69866 for instructions in english or votemos for instructions in spanish exactly exactly yes you know what i just imagine i just imagine myself trying to high five people at the polls 
and getting dragged away by two men. And I'm just screaming, get off the boat! <laughs> get off the boat! <laughs> that is really sad. You know what? This time, it doesn't even matter if today you don't feel like subscribing to us on iTunes or leaving us a review. I will understand. As long as you make it to the polls, I will forgive you today. You know, that's fine. It's fine. But just get out and yeah. vote. Yes, we will forgive you. Maybe not Sarah English, who is our producer. <laughs> our music is composed by Vanessa Ramirez and performed by Grupo Bella. Very, very special thanks today to Michael Saldarriega, Tara Walsh, Elise Rojas Cruz, and huge thank you to you, G, you my girl. So thank you as always. Oh, thank you, Jam. Choices and Chismes is brought to you on behalf of Reform Immigration for America, fighting for immigrant rights since 2009. Learn more at reformimmigrationforamerica.org. And that's our show. I'm Juanita Monsalve. I'm Grecia Lima. See, See you at, at the, the polls. polls. Ooh, that worked. <laughs>